Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. co-host Daniela. Welcome to Making Sense of Success, a podcast dedicated to finding the meaning of success and empowerment. Stay tuned every Saturday for new episodes. You can find us on Instagram at makingsenseofsuccess.pod. Please feel free to email us at makingsenseofsuccess at gmail.com if you'd be interested in sharing your stories of success and empowerment. Here we go. All right. Well, welcome, Melanie, to Making Sense of Success. Did you want to give our listeners a little bio about yourself so that they can get to know you a bit better? Sure. Um, Thanks for having me on. I'm so excited. Um, This is my first podcast I've ever done. So I'm excited and a bit nervous. Um, But a little bio about myself. So my name is Melanie. I live in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. That's my home. Um, I'm 27 years old. And I what I do for work is I work in social media marketing. Um, What else about me that's relevant? I feel like we'll get into some things, but that's like the little like name, age, location. Definitely. Yeah. And I think, you know, as a fellow Canadian, it's always nice to hear that. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So one of the like main questions we like to ask our guests when they come on is what's the best piece of advice you've ever received or given someone uh, throughout all your life experiences? Wow. Yeah. Or Um, multiple. There could be more than one. That's I feel like there's so many. I feel like I've both given and received like so many pieces of advice. I feel like life is like, you know, a consistent like work in progress where you're always learning new things and um, taking things into account. Like certain things can really help you at different points in your life. I'm trying to think of what the best piece of advice. I'm not sure if this is something that like someone has ever specifically said to me or if it's something that I've ever specifically said to anyone else but I think as I've gotten older the best piece of advice is like you are the only person that's in control of your life and you're in choice so every aspect of your life you know you you have choice and you have options and it's in your control and I know that sometimes it can really feel like we are not in control and sometimes we feel like we're, you know, pigeonholed to a certain life or lifestyle, or that we only have, you know, a few different options. But I think as I've gotten older, and I've been able to, like, just experience more things and see more of the world, there's always other options and other solutions and other ways that you could take your life. And I think that piece of advice has just shaped my whole life, because it reminds me that you know, at every single moment, every day that I wake up, like, there's always um, opportunities for change. And I feel like that can 
you know, that can help us be hopeful about our future. Absolutely. And I think um, there's also like another saying that I thought of while you had mentioned that that was like that you shouldn't stress over the things that you can't change, but really the things that you can. Mm -hmm. So I think that helps like a lot of people with at least in like my personal opinion, that would help like with the mentality of like being overwhelmed really or stressed about something just to focus on the things that you actually do have control over. Totally. Yeah. And I think that like, even I completely agree with that. And that's like another um, saying that I really like as well. And I think that even within that, the things that you can't control in your life, what you can control is like your perspective on it or how you personally work through that. So like, while there are things where like, they just truly are outside of your control. And, you know, it's someone else, someone else's behavior or a situation or something that like truly you don't have a say in or it's going to continue no matter what you do you always have a choice in how you like process the situation or how you you know like maybe you need support on it um yeah I think that's like really empowering just thinking about we can control like how we feel about our lives and no matter what is happening or like no matter how dire our situation might feel like there's always like room for growth and improvement. Right. And I think it's when like you start to realize that, that you are able to kind of take control of those things that you realize that, wow, like it's really like I'm the determinant in what, Mm -hmm. which way this goes. Um, Mm -hmm. I guess based on that advice you've given and everything, um, has your definition of success changed over time? And if so, what would your definition be? Yeah, I think it has. I mean, I I can't even really think when I was younger, like when I was maybe like just out of high school and like going to university, I don't even remember what my definition of success was. All I know is that it's like really different than what it is now. Um, But yeah, I think my definition now is, you know, success to me is, is getting to a place where you're no longer doubting yourself every second of the day. And, you know, things just start to click into place and you can stand confidently in who you are and what you care about and who you want around you. Um, And then I think that it also means like being healthy enough and in a good enough place to face things head on. So I think that like, yeah, my definition of success before would have been like extremely like surface level and superficial and like, you know, like, oh, I want a good job and, you know, maybe like own a house and I don't even, I honestly truly can't remember what it would have been, but now it's like my definition of success is honestly just to like be in a healthy mindset and be able to just like work through the things that come up in my everyday because I think I've realized that no matter how like successful you are, no matter how like settled in your life you are, like things are just going to come up all the time and you're going to be triggered and like just you know, life is hard and there's a lot of challenges and no matter who you are and how successful you are, you're going to encounter them. So I think for me, my definition of success is just feeling healthy and happy and being able to, yeah, like face whatever comes your way. And I think that is kind of like, I think that's a very holistic and comprehensive answer, actually. And we get that a lot where people um, talk about wanting to buy a house or having like their dream job. I think that was like, with this society that we're in now, that was kind of like the form of success that we were fed in a way, mm-hmm, really. Totally. And 
I think more of our generation now is coming in and challenging that with all these different ways of getting into new careers, really. Like, there's a switch mm-hmm. of careers, all the, and we can get into yours after, because I know you had mentioned that, but um, mm-hmm. or even education paths, but mm-hmm. I think it's just so interesting to see how, like, the definition of success has changed over time, really, and how it's going to continue to evolve in that way to non-monetary things, really. Absolutely, yeah, and I think I'm, like, so proud of, you know, this new generation and, like, you know, we're looking at things a lot more holistically, and even in the workplace, like, I feel that we're demanding a bit more just in terms of, like, um, you know, respect and, like, work-life balance and, you know, just things that maybe weren't so, like, prominent in, like, maybe our parents' generation. It's, like, we're, I feel like we're kind of demanding a bit more out of life and also, we can bring a bit more of like our whole selves to work, which I think is really cool because I think that it's something that a lot of young people struggle with is like, especially if they're in like a professional or corporate type of job, mm-hmm. they're like, okay, well, I've got my professional and corporate self. And then like, you know, I've got my other self on the weekends kind of thing. And I think it can be really like mentally draining to have those two people. And I feel like, you know, you kind of try and hide one from the other and, I think that we're making some progress towards like you show up as your whole self in every part of your life. And I think that's like the best way to, I mean, it's the most, I feel like when you live your life that way, you're like at at peace because you're not, you know, trying to be someone else. You're not trying to hide a part of yourself. And I think it's, yeah, I think it's cool. And it might be the industry that I'm in because um, I know like there's been a lot of progress made in like my specific industry in marketing or like mm-hmm. in business but I'm not like I, I can't speak to any other industry but yeah I think our generation is really like yeah bringing some new stuff to the table and I think it's really positive positive. and yeah I think it's something that we haven't really seen before and being in such um a kind of fast-paced industry as you had mentioned how do you like balance that I guess with like work and then life having like that work-life balance and managing stress as well like I can't even imagine like I I remember being stressed in school and sometimes having like deadlines to make now and work but mm-hmm. in this type of world we're in now with COVID I find a lot of things have slowed down but I'm not sure if the marketing industry has yeah so it is it's been a crazy time in my life personally and like within my industry, I guess, and in my specific like city, um, like with COVID, I actually changed jobs within like this pandemic, which was crazy because a lot of people that I knew were getting laid off or having their hours reduced. And I actually made like a career switch, which was, which felt really strange because it was like a positive change for me in a positive move and it felt a bit weird because a lot of people around me were not going through like positive times um but that being said in like my previous role and my current role we're busier than ever like I've never like the volume of work that I've been sort of dealing with (laughs) for you know this entire like six months plus has been pretty crazy and I can't really tell you why that is like I know that like marketing is something that a lot of times like that budget will be cut first because it's like, okay, like operations, like things need to keep running, you know, but right. and so, like marketing is something that um, 
can be trimmed, but I think that it has been a busy time for me and my specific industry because we're, because it's like a digital marketing focus. A Mm -hmm. lot of companies um, are turning to digital offerings or even like for e-commerce brands, they're like booming right now because people are like shopping more online. So yeah, I mean, in terms of work-life balance, I I truly do not have it figured out. I really don't. Um, But I think that that's sort of what I've come to accept is like in this season of my life, work is a really important thing and it takes up a lot of my energy and brain space and I'm okay with that for now. So I do my best to manage stress and I do my best to unplug. But again, because like I work, in social media specifically. Right. Uh, It's weird because like my day job, like my title is social media lead at a marketing agency. So that's like my day job. And then I also like doing some stuff on Instagram and TikTok. And so like, I kind of have my own personal, like, I guess I would say like, I do micro influencer type stuff on the side. (laughs) And then it's just like my entire life is social media. So it's like, I have to work really hard to ever have time away from my phone or from my computer. Like it feels like I'm always on my phone or my personal laptop or my work laptop. So it's like, I have to be really intentional about it, but I don't have it figured out yet. I really don't. (laughs) I think a lot of us don't like, I don't think I do either. I like, and I don't know, I don't know what it is, but for me, I'm just, Like, whatever I do, I'm kind of dedicated to it, whatever project I take on or job. So, like, I'm willing to go a little bit more, like, the extra mile than some, I guess. So, you're not alone, (laughs) really. Yeah, Um, yeah. And I think that's okay. Like, as I said, like, I've kind of just accepted that in this season of my life, um, I, like, I have work, I have my family, like, I have two new nephews, which I'm so excited about, but it's been really hard because during the pandemic, like, I can't really, like, I haven't been able to hold them, and, like, I've just been able to see them from afar, but anyways, like, that's a big part of my life right now, and then, like, I've got my, like, select friends, but it's, like, I'm pretty, like, just focused on, I, I, it sounds, like, silly, but, like, just doing me, you know, like, I, I, it, it's kind of, I feel like I'm kind of in a selfish part of my life right now, because I'm, like, building my career, and, like, setting up my life, because, yeah, it's weird. Like I'm now like closer to 30 than I am to 20. And um, yeah, things are just different now, you know, like I don't, and with the pandemic, I'm not, it's not like I'm really going out to restaurants or like to bars and like, it's, yeah, I'm just pretty focused right now. And it's really stressful sometimes. And it can feel like I don't really do much other than work, but I'm okay with it for now. And I know that like, I'm going to continue to work towards like having more of a balance and it'll be fine. And I think that's totally valid, you know, like, a lot of the time women, like, not as so much anymore, but before were like, pushed to have like a family, you know, and start that part of their life and kind of give up their career to be able to do Mm -hmm. that. And I think we've come to more of an age where like, you don't really have to do that if you don't want to. Or if you Mm -hmm. want to, you can definitely do it later in life. It doesn't have to be in like your mid 20s. It doesn't have to be in your late 20s. It can be in your 30s. It can be in your late 30s. You know, like, that was something my mom always stressed me, too. She was like, finish your, like, career and everything. Mm -hmm. Like, finish getting your, at least your bachelor's or whatnot before you even, like, think about starting something else. Um, Mm -hmm. And start your career, you know, so you can, like, 
focused on yourself and have like that selfish period of time where you're just worried about you because the moment you oh, bring yeah, totally. other people into it it's she's like yeah you're not and it's, you're not a priority as much anymore then absolutely and it's crazy because like as you mentioned it's like there's education and then there's your career you know and like obviously those sometimes can work in tandem like when you're in school you're like doing internships and you're getting experience and all this but like even for me, when I was in school, I did all of that stuff. And I thought that like, I had so much real world experience or yeah, like workplace experience. And then when I graduated, it almost felt like I was like starting over because. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it was like, okay, so when you're in your last year of school, you're like kind of at the top, you like have all those classes under you, you've like got internships under you, you know, like you feel good. And like, if you've worked hard to get experience, you're like, my resume is padded, you know? Yeah. And then, and then you like go into the working world and you're like back at the bottom. And I don't like thinking of it in like a hierarchy, but you know, you're back like as the most inexperienced person coming in as a new grad. So that's like a whole other crazy thing. But yeah, like I think getting your education and then getting yourself set up in your career is so important. And I have seen like a lot of my peers, make choices to like start families and like that's totally cool it's just not the choice that I've made for like this age that I'm at um but yeah it's a it's a it's a crazy crazy period like between 20 and 30 you can have you can choose you know all different types of like life paths and not one is like better than the other but it is it can really like two friends, for example, obviously you can stay friends, but it can really take you on really different paths, you know? Absolutely. And I think, um, it's, it's kind of, it's that period in time where I feel like a lot of important decisions are made Mm -hmm. between your 20, like 20 and 30, kind of just because if you decided to go to school or whatnot, or if you're deciding to go to school generally, I think a lot of those like decisions are made during that period. So you're kind of setting yourself up not to say that that can't change over time and we've seen that Mm -hmm. you know nowadays but a lot of the time I think Mm -hmm. most people are trying to set themselves up for what they're gonna like do in the future really so definitely yeah and especially because you have to you know whatever career you decide to go for you decide and then it's not it's typically like four or plus years yeah like going to school and then getting into it so it's like it can be really hard to decide to change because then you have like you know just more years ahead of you and I experienced that where like I switched in university I switched like my path that I was going down Mm -hmm. and I remember feeling like oh my gosh now I've lost all of this time and I mean looking back at it it's like I can't believe that I was so stressed about that and I graduated university with my bachelor's when I was 24 Mm -hmm. and I remember thinking like oh my gosh I'm so old compared to everyone and I'm starting so late and truly it doesn't matter and like you know your age rarely even comes up in the workplace and yeah it's like it's fine but I just remember thinking that I was so behind and that it took me so long to get my bachelor's but ultimately it's just great that I got it you know like it doesn't well yeah no matter how long it took you yeah it's crazy and I think more and more like generally I think at least the program I was in is generally supposed to be four years depending or not whether you do co-op um Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of people like you just maybe you're having a stressful semester so you decide to drop like a class or so like and most people 
I've seen too, sometimes they don't even take like the full, like, at least for my university, it's like five courses it was per semester. Some people took four, some people, well, some people took six. I don't know how they did that. (laughs) Um, But some, like a lot of people took four, you know, because if you're working or doing something like another extracurricular, it's a lot to take on. And it's like what we were talking about, right? Finding that like balance where you can actually breathe at some point, Mm -hmm. you know, without like going through like a stress, a super stressful period in your life. Mm -hmm, Definitely. Oh yeah. I always took four. There were semesters that I took three, like there was a lot going on. That period of your life, like it can be one of the most stressful times of your life. And yeah, it's, I think, I think back to like that university age me and, you know, I don't know, it's crazy. You, you, you're dealing with a lot, you know, and like whether you're working as you mentioned, or like in a relationship or, you know, even just with friends, like a lot of times your friends will um, like change a couple times, maybe like in university and there's just like a lot going on. There's a lot of pressure and um, yeah, it's not that fun of a time (laughs) (laughs) or at least, I don't know, for me, I just, I think I had, yeah, I had a lot of pressure on myself I'm really happy to be done. Time, but I don't know. Maybe I'll go back to school like someday, but it'll be different obviously because I'll be older and like, I'll know that I don't have to put so much pressure on myself. And it's like a blessing and an accomplishment to even just be in school. Definitely. And I think, you know, with like a bachelor's too, a lot of the time, what we don't realize is like, they're teaching us all the foundations of things. Right. So like mm-hmm. whenever you go on, I guess to like a second degree, like a master's or a PhD, you're kind of building on that, like that foundation you already have. Whereas Mm -hmm. like when you get to university, like your, like your bachelor's, you're stuffing your brain with information. That's like building the foundation for what like you can build later on. But definitely it's not an easy time just because, yeah, I think what you're saying, like you're going through a lot of other things in your life, like friend changes, Mm -hmm. a lot of the time personal changes too. I've heard like the saying from quite a few friends that the same way you changed every year throughout high school it's mm-hmm. like even more throughout university that you sure, probably yeah. experienced that. So that like resonated with me when I heard that. I was like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. Like being on the other side now, looking back to like high school, uni- like university, so like my young adult life or like in my early 20s. And then even just like the few years after mm-hmm. university things change so much. Like, I think I've had like three different lives in that time, you know? And <laughs> I, I mean, some people aren't comfortable with that much change, but for me, like, it's pretty normal. So it, it was, it was okay. Like I dealt with it and that right. way, but it's still a lot for anyone to take on. Um, yeah, just a crazy time. <laughs> and you mentioned that you switched, um, programs actually, what inspired you, I guess, to do that? Because that's also not an easy decision either at that, like, in that period of time, too. Sometimes people don't know what they want to do. Yeah, so honestly, the decision wasn't even, it felt like it wasn't even really a decision for me. I feel like I was kind of forced into it, and I'll tell you why. Um, But after high school, I I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And I remember my mom sitting me down, and she basically had, like, bless her soul, she was amazing and she just wanted to set me up for a good future but she sat me down and was like these are the few careers that I could see you in and one of them was a dietitian one of them was an optometrist and then the other one I think was a speech pathologist and my mom's a physio so like she's in healthcare and so I think she was like looking at career options with that lens 
Um, and I sort of kind of looked at these three and I was like, which one of these three should I go into? And really I could have looked elsewhere, but I just, I don't know. It was my mom. I was like 16 or 17. Well, yeah. And such a um, young age too. Yeah. It's really hard to decide what you want to do for the rest of your life at that, at that age. But I had always been like really passionate about food and about like healthy eating. So I was like, okay, I'm going to pursue becoming a dietitian. So I, and like the crazy thing is, so I am from Calgary, Alberta, and for some reason I decided that like I just wanted to change my whole life and I wanted to get like as far away from like my hometown and like my high school as possible because I was just like an angsty teen and I was like, I just want to get away from all the drama. (laughs) And really there was not that much drama. Um, But I decided to um, go to St. FX in okay. Nova Scotia and I had literally never been to the East Coast oh wow <laughs> I truly just like saw like found it thought it looked like a really fun school thought it'd be really cool to I thought it was really cool that I'd be like getting on a plane to go to school right my priorities were like not really like in check you know it's like, the I, age I, though you know like you can't blame age, yourself yeah. at all <laughs> yeah like I just you know I thought yeah it was all about I don't know, it was about weird stuff. But yeah, so I, <laughs> I ended up going to St. FX. And um, so I don't know if you know anything about about St. FX, but it's like a really small, like tight knit. It's like really, um, I would say like it's a party school. Or like yeah, school. I have heard I that. Know. I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that was also the period of time in my life where I was at is like, I was like really excited about that kind of thing. Well, yeah. And so... I don't know. It was cool that I like picked myself up and when I like knew only just a handful of people that were going there. Um, but yeah, so I went and I was pursuing to become a dietitian. So I was doing, oh, what would it have been? It was like us, it was a science degree. Um, and so my first year I was taking like OCHEM and biochem. And I remember just like being in the lab all the time and being like, how did I get here? Like, I don't want to be here. Like science wasn't really my my thing and like when I envisioned being a dietitian I envisioned like sitting down with people and like consulting with people and I just like hadn't really envisioned that like science slash like clinical um aspect to it but that's really how it starts like in order for you to have your own business or like be you know like I sort of envisioned myself having like a yeah, being a dietitian that like had like a big Instagram following and like had a blog, but that's not how it starts, you know, like you're working in like hospitals or in like long-term care centers. Anyways, so I wasn't like all that happy in it, but I kept pursuing it. And then um, in my second year, so this is why I say like, I don't really think I had a choice. In my second year, I, um, it started off like as a health issue where like I started getting like chronic bladder infection go away and like I would go to the doctor and they were like basically I would get like a test and they were like oh but like you don't actually have an infection and I'd be like but I can feel it oh wow and I was like in so much pain but it was like and I I can't even like this was a period of my life where I just don't really or like there's no point in really like trying to figure out what happened kind of thing but basically I had this like health issue and I was in a lot of pain and and so I just and at like 19 or however old I was I just like didn't have any type of like coping skills to deal with you know like um basically like chronic pain and like had never experienced anything like that 
And so it really just like took a toll on my mental health. And for the first time in my life, I became like really depressed and I was really anxious. And just cause like, it felt like my life was just like, not even on hold. Like I was just dealing with like pain on the yeah. daily. Like no doctor was really able to help me. And I was on my own, like in Nova Scotia, and I was just going to like the health clinic at the school. And at the time I was with uh, a boyfriend that like, wasn't the most supportive or like wasn't the healthiest like support system. I mean, I was 19, like the relationship. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And like just, we've all been there. <laughs> yeah, just like a whole thing. Basically like your girl was really struggling and I ended up like midway through the semester. It was weird. My, the school had like gone on strike. Like the professors had gone on strike. Oh and no. School, which was also like not the best time to be like in this like mental and physical like crisis kind mm. of thing because I was just like not getting out of bed kind of thing anyways my family like basically was like you need to come home like you're not doing, <laughs> I don't think you're doing well out there which fair so I ended up coming home and it was you know just like a I feel like it was maybe half a year or a year when I was really trying to figure out um like this physical stuff and so I was going to doctors and like ultimately it figured itself out and um I was able to like get the help I needed and like the answers I needed kind of thing. But mm -hmm. it really, it was the first time that like I had experienced mental health problems and it was, yeah, I think that maybe it was like something that had been like brewing, like in my childhood, my, in my teens kind of thing, but it just kind of all came to a head then. So I had to really like reevaluate if I was going to go back to St. FX and um, ultimately like I ended up, the relationship I was in ended up ending, which was like devastating to me as well. Like this was just a not great year for my life. Um, but it ended up being positive because I ended up staying home in Calgary. Um, I took a year off school. I like nannied during that time. I also like kind of found my creative side and I actually started like a small jewelry business and I started selling jewelry on Etsy and like in local markets. And that was really fun because that just like unlocked this whole other part of my life. Um, but it was a really challenging time. Like, yeah, so regardless, yeah. But... Yeah, and then basically, like, I I was, my, I decided to go to business school because my sisters had all gone to business school. They, like, have, like, good, stable jobs. And I was like, you know, I feel like it would mean a lot to my mom if I just, like, you know, was on a path that I would, like, be okay. Right. And I not the best reason to do that, but that's how it started. So then I decided to, like, go to school here in Calgary, um, went into business, and then, like, found marketing, thankfully, like, I'm really passionate about it, and I liked it, and then it got me on the path that I am now. Um, but, yeah, like, not good times <laughs> back then. But that's awesome, though, that you were, like, through that jewelry business. I know you had mentioned that that's kind of what showed you, oh, like, I really could see myself, like, liking something like this of, like, public what it, it's PR you would said or um how would you yeah, express it sorry I'm trying to find the word of um okay. so yeah marketing specifically like um PR and marketing are similar um and I in my previous role I did um it was like a PR firm that I was working at um but yeah it was, it was marketing that like it or I guess of the business though right like doing the marketing yeah. aspect of like your jewelry business that yeah you got it yeah that's yeah, so, so awesome yeah, and it was, it was like, the year, I feel like it was, 
it was right when like Instagram came out and so it was like this new thing I'm trying to think of what year that would have been like I think it was like 2013 I made my account I remember I remember that year (laughs) yeah so it was that year it was 2013 so it was like this new thing and I just like yeah I loved um like posting photos of my jewelry on Instagram and I loved like I think I had a blog at that time too and it was just like I was filling my time because I was yeah I was like working as a nanny but um I was like out of school for that year so um and yeah like what ended up happening was I um was selling at this local market in Calgary and um when I decided to go back to school I stopped the jewelry business because as I mentioned before like I wasn't yeah I wasn't super passionate about it I just like it was fun to run a small business and make some money and I liked marketing the business kind of thing but the founders of this art market they like approached me and they were like hey like would you be interested in running our social media for oh wow uh, for the art market and I was like, what? And they said that they had kind of like noticed how I had, yeah, like done the social media for my jewelry business, but they couldn't have asked me to like be a contractor for them when I was a vendor as well. Cause it'd be like a conflict of interest where like, I'd basically be like promoting myself or like, I wouldn't do that, but you know, like it just right. have, um, fit. And so when they asked me, I was so excited. I was like, yes. And so that was like kind of my first opportunity that someone gave me. And I think it really like helped me feel, it was just like so affirming that they were like, yeah, we like noticed that you're like good at this. And like, do you want to do it for us? Like it was just like uh, the art market would run like every couple of months for like three days. And so they would pay me for like, like, like a lump sum. And I would go and do basically like be running around the art market and like taking photos and then like posting them on all all of their social channels, like all weekend long. So it was really fun. And I learned a lot like in that, just like that little gig, I guess. And then it kind of like got me on my path. So yeah, like everything, I mean, it's so cheesy, but everything does happen for a reason. It, it helped me. I mean, that's that, like all of those like dominoes, it's like if I wouldn't have gotten like sick or I don't know, whatever you call it, or like if I wouldn't have struggled so much in that second year of university, then I wouldn't have come home. I wouldn't have taken a year off. I wouldn't have started my jewelry business. I wouldn't have gotten that first job in social media, wouldn't have gone to school and business. And then like, you know, it's a whole domino effect. So now when I look back on it, I'm grateful for those times but I think that yeah I just have like such empathy for young people that are really struggling whether it's like with their physical or mental health because like it is not easy and it's really hard to climb out of that and to get the help that you need so I think now I'm trying to like speak about it a bit more and talk about like mental health and like when I was in 2013 or wherever that was, I think it was like, yeah, 2012, 2013, when I really had like a low period of my mental health, people weren't really talking about it that openly. Um, And I felt really like ashamed of it. And like to have that couple, like to be experiencing, like to be depressed and then also feel ashamed of being depressed is just not a good feeling. And so I think now I try and yeah, like talk pretty openly about it and, you know, like, it's hard enough already to experience mental health challenges. You don't need to add on like the shame or feeling like abnormal. Like it's really normal. And unfortunately it's something that so many people deal with, especially young people. So I think, yeah, it's getting better. And I'm like really grateful to have, 
some platforms to talk about it on. Um, but yeah, sorry, that was a little bit. Of no, it's okay. I love that. It's, <laughs> it's like, it's really refreshing to hear people talk about how like there are communities now out there that are speaking more about it and how like that's super mm-hmm. important. Um, and yeah, like I think over time, like it'll continue to, and as I've noticed, like also in the workplace, it's being like prioritized as well because it is something that needs to be talked about more in more public areas. Yeah, um, totally. So I'm really glad that you touched on that because it, it is important to highlight those things because they are a reality and people do go through these things and do experience that. So like yeah. no one's alone in that, even though it may feel lonely in that way. It's nice to hear that other people also experience that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think, like, where I'm at now, too, is I want to talk about it and sort of show people that, like, it's not, like, black or white. It's no, not, it's like, not. okay, I was in this dark place and now I'm in this light place. Like, I still struggle. I still, like, see a therapist. I'm, like, constantly working on my mental health. Um, and I want to just, I want people to know that it's, like, you can be like quote unquote successful and like have a good life and have like, um, you know, you can be happy too, but you can still struggle with your mental health, you know? And like, it's, it's, yeah, it's like a universal issue. And even people that maybe don't like have that language or like even, yeah, talk mental health or, you know, have the language of like depression or anxiety or like other mental health, um, challenges like they, that's not something they identify with it's like we all struggle and you can do both like some days you're better than others but also like they can just be just at the same time you know like I'm really happy but like I also have gone through a lot in my life and so that stays with me always but um, it ultimately it makes me like way more empathetic and understanding and it's it's also like almost better because then you don't feel like you can fall so far like if you're just so happy and so successful and everything's going great for you it's like then like what happens if something happens to you like you know your life like tragedies happen or like things happen in life and if you've never really gone through something like that then you don't you might not know how to deal with it but if you've gone through challenges in your life, you're, like, equipped for it, and you also can have support systems in place. That's so, definitely a good way of looking at it. Yeah, like, that's a very good outlook on it. Thanks. It, it <laughs> is, it is, because you're, like, you you've do. built kind of, not, I don't want to say a resistance, but maybe more or less a resilience to things. Yeah, definitely, yeah. And it's all, yeah, it's, like, it's a work in progress, and I'm hoping to, like, continue to, like, build on that and it will only be positive in the end, you know, and like, we can only really like build that resilience by like talking about it. And even like, for me talking about mental health with my like, friends, families and coworkers, honestly, like, it's only been in the past couple of years that I've felt comfortable doing so or like, just bringing it up or like, really just talking openly about it. And it feels really good. And like, I'm getting less of like a shock from people or not a shock, but like, you know, I feel like people sometimes can get uncomfortable about the topic, but um, I don't know. It's getting so much better and I'm like happy to see the change. And I, yeah, for me, it's, it's no biggie to talk about it because it's been like my lived reality for so long and I have no shame in like talking about it. And so if I don't, then I feel like it's almost like my responsibility to, to do it. Um, 
because yeah, it, it like, like, I don't want to say it means nothing to me, but, or it, it doesn't take anything for me to talk about mental health and mental health challenges, but it could really help someone else, you know? And I really like, thank you for sharing your story, you know, cause it's, it's like, it's definitely not easy, but mm-hmm. it does make it easier for people to talk about when they hear others, um, have had like similar experiences and you know that it's not like abnormal to have these feelings yeah definitely yeah and you're welcome honestly it's my pleasure um yeah I think yeah especially just with young people like they're they're dealing as we've talked about they're dealing with so much I feel like this this conversation has been a little bit like um (laughs) not as like uplifting I don't know no it has been though like don't worry Yeah, but yeah, I don't know, it's like the real stuff, you know, and I think it is. Yeah, and I feel like most conversations that I get into, like, it's hard for me to kind of like, just do like surface level stuff, especially like this year, like this year is such a crazy time. Okay, I keep on saying crazy, but I, 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 I'm trying not to swear. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's been, it's been wild. And so, um, yeah, it's. I just, yeah, I want people to know that if you're, like, struggling, it's all good, and it'll get better, and, and there's, like, so much support out there, and even if it's, like, you have, you know, you don't have insurance, you don't have healthcare to fall back on, or, like, there's free resources, and, like, it's just getting so much better, there's so many people that are, like, dedicating their careers and their time to, like, coming out with, like, podcasts or, like, books or just online, like, Instagram accounts, like, it's just getting so much better. Definitely. Well, thank you so much, Melanie, for taking the time to come chat on Making Sense of Success. The last question I have for you is, um, and maybe you'll refer back to actually something you just said before, but um, what do you want our listeners to take away from this episode? Um, I think that for to tie back to the theme of this podcast, I would say that um, just know that you can be successful and you can be happy and you can have everything you want in your life, but you can still struggle and that's normal and it's fine. And just, you know, continue to wake up every day and work on yourself, surround yourself with people that like support you and uplift you. And remember that you have choice in everything that you do. Thank you for sharing that beautiful message, Melanie. Did you want to also share your socials so that people can find you and connect with you? Sure. Yeah. So I'm big on Instagram. You can find me at Melanie Loren. So it's M-E-L-A-N-I-E-L-A-U-R-E-N-E. And you can also find me on TikTok and Twitter with that same handle. Awesome. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Home is where you should feel the safest. 
But the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes.